Blog Talk Radio. everyone you're listening to the quiet storm and i'm your host greg lassiter here at g radio new york city where you can find your classic soul and r&b music the music for your soul 
So tonight, we are featuring The Quiet Storm Presents. And you guys know I've been here for a couple of weeks because I've been doing, been busy. But here's the deal. Tonight, I have a few guests. I'm not even going to be the moderator tonight. Uh, my counterpart, cohort, and the man, Nad Wood, is going to be here moderating. And we're going to talk about the Trevon Martin case, of course, because as you guys know, what has happened, and we'll get into that later. But tomorrow as well is the uh, presidential Republican primary in New York, and I guess the front runner is uh, Mitt Romney. We're going to talk about that. And we also have uh, another guest who lives in Florida, not too far from where the Trevon Martin case, and that is Bobby Keys. He'll be here. Uh, Christina Steele... Uh, Prather Steele will be here, and hopefully Jason Richardson will call in. So tonight, we're going to talk about that because really, I am so over it. Now, Nat will get into it, but let me just give you a little bit of background if you haven't heard yet. Uh, Zimmerman just posted bail. His bail was $150,000, okay? Second-degree murder. Now, Guys, you know, usually you don't get a bail for murder. Capital, first degree, second degree, you don't get a bail for that. But he got a bail for second degree murder at $150,000. Now, just about a couple weeks ago, this uh, man of color, I don't know if he was African-American or Hispanic, but he was a man of color, robbed a bodega. And let me tell you guys, for... You know, who don't know what a bodega is, it's a store in a neighborhood that you live in. He robbed a bodega with no gun. And his bail was $2 million. What's wrong with that? I'm so over it. Don't get me wrong. I love America. But seriously, I'm over it. I'm over the injustices that is dealt to us. I'm so over it. You know, you guys know how much I love America. But at this point, seriously, you know where I am? I'm done. You know? I know we don't have the best system and the system works for us. But I'm pretty much done. I'm pretty much done. What does that mean? You know what? I could probably go somewhere else and live and get more respected and not worry about dying. You know what I mean? So that's what we are talking about tonight. So we're waiting for our, my guests to come. And I'm going to try to be on um, a few nights this week. As you guys know, tomorrow is the election and I'll be there doing that because I'm part of the election process here in New York um, as a coordinator, making sure people are doing the right thing. And that right there is going to have me doing this for like, I don't know, 19 hours, something to that effect. That's a lot of time. So, really, I'm over it. I am so over it. And I can't tell you I'm mad. I'm pissed off. And I keep telling everybody, seriously, the best way, I keep seeing these posts on Facebook and any other social media that, seriously, guys, we want to we uh, have a rally. We want to boycott. We want to um, gather like the, uh, what, uh, you know, march and stuff like that. No. The best way to get back is 
to financially get them. And what does that mean? Boycott everything that comes out of Florida. We're talking, don't go to Disney World. We're talking, don't buy uh, Florida orange juice or anything of that nature. And you guys, you know what? It blows my mind. It makes my head numb that people think that marching is going to get it and make a point. No, it's not going to make a point. Martin Luther King, Jesse Jackson, and those guys did that. Back then, it made a point because, you know, you know, it forced the hand of um, the president to, find this, to, to sign the Civil Rights Bill. But now it's time to hit them financially. So, guys, we're going to talk about that. If you have a comment, please, by all means, call 424-757-1423. And, you know, we'll add you to this conversation. But I'm so over, and I know this is going to come out wrong. I'm so over America. I'm over it. I'm over the injustices. I'm over that the blatant disrespect for people of color. I'm not just saying black people. I'm over people. Let's flip it. I'm over people still voting for the same person that promised them something and ends up with nothing. When is enough enough? Somebody tell me, when is enough enough? When is enough enough? I'm so done with this whole process. I don't even know what to do. And I love America. I was born here. This is where I love and I know the system is not perfect, but I love it. But I'm done. How, much, how many times do you need to smack me in the face? And how many times do I have to hear, turn the other cheeks? I don't have any more cheeks to turn. My cheeks are red. And I ain't even into that. You know what I mean? I'm so freaking over all of it. And I'm looking for either help, an alternative, or tell me what you think America needs to do. And we need to band together because I'm not just talking about people of color. I'm talking about the people that are white and see the injustices are done and believe in somewhat equality. And I'll say equality. Um, hold on a second. You know what? I'm going to let my man talk about this. Hey, Nat. What's up, buddy? How you doing, brother? Good evening. All right, good evening. I am pissed off. You know I am, Nat. Uh, you know I was pissed off last week. Well, you stay pissed off, so it, I mean, just because it's another week, but I, I'm feeling you on that part. Nat, uh, this is your show tonight, brother, and I want you to, you're the moderator. We got a few callers that's going to call in, but Nat, here's the deal. You know the deal. You are in the forefront more so than I am. You know, you you always, you know, I, I think I'm trying to scoop everybody, but seriously, there's, you know what I'm going to call you? Nat Scoop. You're the <laughs> seriously, you scoop, every time I think I'm like, you scoop me by like 10 seconds, every time, every time. But that's okay because we're on the same team. Nat, so let's start like this. Trevon Martin, Zimmerman, and $150,000. It's your platform. I was um, extreme. I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in Florida. I'm extremely disappointed in us. Uh, I cannot believe that. Um, first of all, that they would allow laws in 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 
half the states of the United States of America to have laws that basically allow you to murder people and say I was scared. Uh, I am stunned beyond belief that you can shoot somebody. You can uh, stalk someone in the rain, get out of your car with a 9mm, pop a cap in his behind, kill him, and uh, first of all, be released the same night. Uh, need a gigantic worldwide demonstration to even get charged and then uh, uh, be let go for $150,000. And you know what? Um, That's only 10%, I'm sure. I'm, I'm uh, 150 Gs. Listen, they, they have people They have people who um, are quite wealthy and, and quite racially motivated um, and hateful that would put that up just on general principle. Um, what does that say about America? It says that America has has slid into some atavistic state that uh, is just like knuckle dragon uh, psychosis. Um, America has gone a long way. I can't even. Well, yeah, backwards, backwards. I think it's like Rush Limbaugh and them. I think that they're saying someone on the radio. I saw this on Batman. I think the Riddler did it, where they're sending out some signal to turn you back into like um, um, apes and stuff. Um, but this, I have never seen anything like it. I have never seen a presidential election where it's about how many different groups you hate. I have never seen anything like this. I have never seen people uh, uh, holler Zimmerman for president uh, because he killed a black kid. Um, this is this is phenomenal. I mean, they wouldn't they didn't pull this stuff in the 1930s and 40s. I mean, you couldn't hate everybody, right? You know, uh, right. this is this is just a strange time that we are living in. And then, Nat, but here's the thing, you know what? It it, it 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 boggles my mind that, you know what? I'm an educated black man, and I'm trying to see, you know, I'm trying to not play the race card. I'm trying to see things from a different point of view. You know me, Nat. You know me well. You know me for a lot of years. And I just, Nat, I am for Klimt, as my Jewish quadrace would say. I am so for Klimt that... One, that we, it's like this guy, I don't care how you slice it up. This guy murdered a person. Listen, I'm not even talking about a black young kid. I'm talking about a person. He murdered a person. And that, one, we as people of color, we make a difference, Matt, and you know that because we spend more money. We, we make a difference. And we all we want to do is freaking march. Help me understand that. Well, again, um, he could not have murdered anyone if 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 the Florida if if Florida itself had not uh, sanctioned uh, uh, this action. And this this is the major problem. If I mean, you can expect that that one guy is out of his mind or stupid or crazy or mean-spirited. But we seem to be sanctioning this behavior, encouraging this behavior. I mean, uh, uh, he, he, he killed Trayvon Martin by himself, but he didn't let himself out of jail. No. He didn't make his bail $150,000. He didn't, he didn't institute um, uh, uh, 
shoot to kill and 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 what is that stand your ground laws in in half the states of the union this is a collective mindset that has become murderous hateful and encouraging of those people uh who have some sort of of problem within themselves um just a simple act of getting in your car on a Sunday night, you ain't broke, you ain't hungry, you like living in a gated community, you get in your car on a Sunday night with a 9 millimeter semi-automatic weapon looking for somebody to shoot in and of itself is a deranged, dysfunctional act. I mean, certainly they got HBO in Florida. I know they got like a uh, uh, theater and they got girls, they got they got a whole lot of things to do on a Sunday night, but this dysfunctional stuff. Right. Um and 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 he called in and the police let him go. If if believe me, if you are driving down the street and you are talking on your cell phone and somebody gets killed because you're talking on your cell phone. You're behind and getting out of jail. No, you're right. You're getting pulled over. You're getting a ticket, and it's up to the officer's discretion what he wants to do. He better take your behind to jail. Every mother against drunk driving and cell phone talking and all that stuff in the world will be on his butt all over the um, radio, television, in the police station, out of the police station. It's just not going to happen. And and they are literally arguing about the validity of whether or not this dysfunctional act, first of all, is legal, um, um, and second of all, whether there was some justifiability out, out of the whole thing. Well, we you know, have grown that's, sick. That's the insanity. That, for me, is the insanity to think that any part of this is justified. Right. It, I so don't get it. I mean, not we have our own problems here in New York City. We have our own problems with the uh, stop and frisk law. And most Americans don't have a clue on what the stop and frisk law is in New right, York. Right, right. It's really geared to people of color. And right. it blows my mind that, that you and I, especially you, because you are in the forefront I'm, I'm, bro, I'm with you to the get you, but you're in the forefront every week, which I was too back in the day, is that what do we need to tell our community and what do we need to do to say enough is enough? Hold on before you say that because I got a brother, Bobby Keys, who's on the line, who lives in Lake Oh, nice. Bobby, how are you, brother? How's everybody doing this evening? We're fabulous. Good evening, brother. Good evening. Good evening. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome to the Quiet Storm Presents. Bobby, you live in Florida, brother. You live there. And you got the pulse of the people, guys. He, Bobby Keys is my hero. He's a DJ doing his thing, the hottest jock on the block, on the rock. I'm sorry. Bobby, tell me what, tell Nat not your feeling on what's happening in Florida. Well, first of all, let me say good evening to everybody, and and thank you for having me here. Uh, it's, it's a great pleasure to be on this show, and for all the New Yorkers, New York is my home. 
but Florida now is where we live, and uh, I'm in a town called Lake Mary. Lake Mary is about 10 minutes away from Sanford. Wow. The first thing you want to do is understand where you are. You're in Disneyland. I'm about 15 miles north of Orlando and about 30 miles away from Disney, and everything around Disney is about Disney. So we, we want to know that, first of all, we're in Disneyland. Second of all, you got to remember that this is the state that about eight, ten years ago counted the boats and couldn't do that. Right. 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 That's right. It's also, right. It's also the state where four years ago they botched their primary day and none of their votes counted. This is right. also the state where Casey Anthony walked on a murder charge. In addition to that, right now as we speak, in Jacksonville, they're deciding the fate of a black woman who also... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, right, right, her husband, yeah, okay, talk talk about that. She didn't even kill her husband, she didn't shoot him. Right, she never never shot the gun, and so they found a way to charge her with something. I think this could have all been avoided if one... He never got out of the car. Two, if he followed instructions that were given to him to meet the police at the gate and to not continue following this gentleman. You you also got to remember that this is the number one state for child abduction. Right. So if you put yourself in the position of this young man, as he's walking down the street, not really sure where he is because he doesn't live here. He's just visiting his dad. Right. Not sure. Not sure where he lives. He's walking down the street, and there's this car that's following him. And right. he makes a turn, and the car keeps following him. And then he makes another turn, and the car keeps following him. I would have had the same fear that young man had that maybe something's wrong here, and and right. I don't know these people, and they're not going to help me. Right. For that man to get out of the vehicle, and. Right approached this gentleman, because that's what he did. The kid didn't come back on him. He approached the kid and asked the kid, what are you doing here? And then the kid says to him, why are you following me? From there, anything could have happened. Anything could have happened. But to leave your vehicle with a 9 millimeter tucked in your belt made it very clear what you were attempting to do. Right. You were attempting to murder somebody. Hey, Bobby, hold on, hold that thought. I'm going to add another caller in there. Welcome to The Quiet Storm Presents. Who I have on the line? Uh, this is Jason. Hey, Jason. How are you? Jason, Jason Richardson lives in Houston, right, Jason? Yes, sir. Quiet. Okay. I got, uh, I, got, I, got Bobby, I got Bobby Keys, who's in Lakeland, Florida, and I got my co-host, Nat Woods. Go ahead and continue, uh, Bobby, and then I'll let Jason speak. Right. Again, um, you, you got to... Also, in your mind, imagine where this is. It's, uh, it's a town along, it's an old historic town. It's along the St. John's River, which was highly used in the 20s uh, for all kinds of uh, businesses and ships coming up and down. And in this particular town, Sanford, back in the 20s, uh, blacks had a lot of pull in that town. Big black businessmen own big houses. One of the, the uh, when I was with Web Radio a couple of years ago, one of the places where the station was was in a house called the Nest. 
And right. this nephew was owned by a black man back in the 20s. We were able to look at pictures. So there was a time that this town was very, very prevalent. Uh, this particular complex that we're talking about looks like a lower middle income type of complex. Uh, mm-hmm. Struggling to get ready to buy a nice home, maybe a starter home at best, if not an apartment complex. Right. So, again, I think, based on what I see, and I have neighbors, I'm about 10 minutes away and uh, in, a, in an affluent neighborhood where I may be the only brother. Now, I want you to take this in heart. The one thing that I notice about living there and living in this town, Lake Mary, next to Sanford, is that the black people are on the corner houses. We weren't allowed to purchase any middle houses that were in the middle. We all had to purchase corner homes. Why is that? I, I have no idea. It's also... <laughs> In your mind, you can work it out, but it's also structured so that the homeowners association can easily have control of your destiny. And yeah. so, it 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 it's a state that is Disney World. Where I live, no matter what you do, you're going to connect to Disney. He runs right. that place. He sets the laws. All of his people and their political dollars is what controls that area. Right. So it's not like any place you guys have ever been. New York, I know for a fact that this man would have been arrested no matter what. Right, on the right. Spot. And he should have been arrested on the spot, and then we figure out later if he right. was uh, right to shoot the gun, fire the gun, if he was right, right. to get up. He should have never left his car, and none of this would have happened. Right. Now, Jason, Jason lives in Houston. Jason... What is the attitude of people there? Well, I mean, it's it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, you know, as far as the attitude nationwide, I mean, you have the percentage of the people who are, you know, who are outraged about the incident. Uh, you have another percentage who really, you know, care less. Right. But now, here's the thing. Tomorrow in New York is the uh, uh, – primaries for the Republican, and of course New York is supposedly a Democratic state, blah, 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 blah. I got the feeling, overall, um, we lost somebody, we lost Jason, but he'll call back. I got the feeling that most of America doesn't care about what happened to Trevon Martin. I got the feeling that most people would say just another black kid. And with that said, the last call that we had on um, 30 frames a second was <laughs> I was dumbfounded. Now, explain the last call to those people, uh, to my listeners. The last call, wait till you hear this, uh, Bobby, the last call we had on this television show that this guy continued that. Oh, uh, we we uh, we do a show called 30 frames a second. It's a television show. Um, you can, you can, uh, you can, uh, uh, catch it on the on the web if you can't access it in New York City because it's a New York City um, show, and it's interactive in that it's live and we take call-ins. And uh, the last caller waited to be the last caller, and it was an attempt to filibuster to say all sorts of strange, derogatory, nasty mouth stuff, you know, and not get a response, which I just refused to allow. 
Right. Um, but basically, basically, it was it was Geraldo Rivera talk, uh, 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 just nastier, you know. Some crap about hoods, and then he said some crap about uh, uh, rap music, and you know, it was as if to imply that somehow it was justified to kill my children because you don't like Jay Z. You know, it was just strange. It was just really strange. But and yeah. and um, yeah. I live, I live, I live on the east side of Manhattan, and it's predominantly, predominantly young, yuppie white kids. And I can tell you categorically, everybody wears hoods. And if you're in the rain... We do. Listen, I bought a hoodie for my granddaughter. I got the hoodie uh, from... uh, uh, Because I took her to see Wicked on Broadway. Um, Trust me, if you want to find a shortage of black people, go to a Broadway play. The doggone tickets are $250 a piece. And right. they were selling wicked uh, uh, hoodies there. And I guarantee no black people bought them, nothing but little white kids and little kids from out of town. So if if buying your kids, um, buying a, a, a hoodie makes you a bad person, then all of America are bad people. Absolutely. Um, but that's but, it. That's uh, I got to add one more part. Now, hold on. You're on the mm. air. Who am I speaking with? 571. It's, it's Tina. Hey, Tina. Welcome to the conversation. I got Nat Wood, my co-host. Bobby Keys, Hi. And, Hi. and I got my buddy Jason Richardson from Houston. You know we're talking about the Trevon Martin case. Now, here's the thing, that You know what? What, what, what do we do next, guys? What do we do next? What? Well, the first I'm trying to before, hold on before you guys answer that. I'm over. I'm God fearing man. I'm over. Yeah. I'm over the praying. Because that is not going to respond back. I'm over the marching. Martin did that, and it worked. But guess what? It's a new day, guys. It's a new damn day. Because you know what? You know, the first thing the the, the uh, prosecutor in Florida said, we she wanted less marching and more praying. Really? Really? <laughs> really? One of the things I think we're, 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 we definitely have to put in our mindset, and that's simply that this, could happen in your neighborhood too. Don't believe exactly. where you live that this can happen. And we don't exactly. want to wait until it does happen in your neighborhood. So what we're trying to do is make sure that it never happens again anywhere. Right. Right. But, but here's my thing, guys. You know what? As you guys know, all over the news was <clears throat> boycott Wall Street. Boycott Wall Street. Which, you know what, in theory, personally, I thought it was good. But you know what? You know who make the laws. Why I've not heard someone say, boycott Congress, boycott the Senate. I haven't seen that. I haven't heard that. Because if you boycott Congress, guess what? You make a difference. Boycott in Wall Street, guess what? At the end of the day, those guys are still going to get paid. Exactly. Exactly. I really think, I really think, and I'm just, I'm going to make this brief, and then Jason or whomever can can chime in. Uh, but I think the most important thing that, that that we can do is not to allow them to drag us into their dysfunction, um, because that is primarily what they wish to do. Now, reasonable people will come up with with all sorts of of different uh, uh, solutions and and different techniques for dealing with this. 
But if you do not allow them to drag you into their dysfunction, if you understand what's going on, even if you decide, for, even if I don't agree with the way you deal with it, if you know what's going on, if you understand that, that uh, we are in a time where the entire nation is somewhat dysfunctional and, some, and a whole lot apathetic, if we just get back to basics, uh, 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 raise our children with honor, represent ourselves with honor, make sure that we um, 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 uh, fight for and, and are, are really in tune with justice for not just us but for everyone. If we get back to who we were, they're going to have a lot of problems because nothing makes us ha- nothing seems to make uh, crazy people hate us more than to see us doing well. That's why they burned down Black Wall Street. That's why they bombed the church with the four little girls in it. That's why they killed Martin. If if you think us walking around with hoodies drives them crazy, you should see how they get when we when we're moving forward. And if we just keep moving forward, if we don't let them drag us into their crazy mess, uh, they can't beat us. But you know what? Before I'll let everybody. Let me do this, and I'll let everybody respond. Here's the thing. With that said, Nat, and I feel you on that, that means that, you know what we have to do? We have to unite. Right. We have to unite. Now, you guys, anybody want to respond to what Nat said? Well, well that's, that's if, the if bottom I line. There's no doubt that that's the bottom line. And But, but they set us up so that there'll always be those who have and those who have not. And to think that those two are ever going to come together is where the disillusion starts to take effect. Um, Those who have don't have the same interests as those who don't have, and they depend on that, and they work on that. In this particular particular town, uh, you've got to understand, man, it's a very old, there's no black representation in this town for the black people that live there. Ah, yeah. Yeah. But we need to change that. We need to change that. We need to change that, Bobby. We need to change that because there are a lot of people of color in Florida. Yeah, oh, no doubt, no doubt. And they have them clustered in little areas so that they can contain them in the event that anything goes wrong. One of the things you notice about Orlando is Orlando has about a 12-square-block party area. That's it. You don't party outside of that not like New York, you party wherever you want. They've got it contained to 12 square blocks where they can control it. And that's just a small indication of what they do to the minorities because it's not just black people down there. We've got a lot of Latinos everywhere. Right. And right. so we've got them contained in these areas where they don't interwine and they really don't get an opportunity to come out of those areas. So uh. in a case like where this black young gentleman happened to be walking, that particular neighborhood has a high rate of black people in it, you know. And so for, for them to uh, tolerate this, again, we have to know this man should have been arrested upon the situation. He right. should have never been able to walk around. And they caused all the madness in this country about this particular thing by making a bad choice of not arresting this guy on the spot. There's no place else that I know, no matter whether you have a permit for the gun, they're going to take the gun, 
They're going to arrest you. And then when they figure out what happened, without ever investigating it, they let this guy walk, you know, and, and let him. And that's what caused the problem. Trayvon's shooting is definitely an injustice. But it was even a bigger injustice not to investigate what happened here prior to deciding whether or not this guy was going to go free. He should have been arrested first once you investigate. Right on the spot. Yeah, on the spot. There's no doubt about it. That's what caused the problem. What did did the panel think about them um, um, keeping Trayvon Martin's body and not identifying it for three days? Um, What? uh, That was bananas. Somebody explain that to me. That, That was bananas. I mean, because... Do anywhere else? I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that there's some kind of you know standard operating procedures in place to make some kind of identification. I mean, even down here in Houston, where we have like one of the worst you know DNA crime labs in the nation, which was like a, a part of a national focus and spotlight, that would never have happened. I mean, for these people, I mean, and I, I could just imagine you know with this kid's parents going through three days, not mm-hmm. even knowing where their son was, constantly probably calling his kid's cell phone, and not able to get in touch with their son. That would have made me freak out. The, uh, I mean, what we what we what we want to all And then it wasn't the homicide squad brought to him. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. They were brought in. Here's Exactly. No, I, I, okay. Am I mistaken? I was. Am I mistaken from what I thought I read that it wasn't? Usually, when that happens, this homicide comes on. But supposedly, <laughs> it was somebody from a drug enforcement or something that showed up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, but they had his cell phone. They had his cell phone and all the all the numbers. Uh, it's beyond belief what? that they wouldn't check a person's cell phone, especially if you believe that that person was uh, 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 might be involved in some sort of crime that. and ended up dead. You leave him in the morgue. Don't check the cell phone. Don't call nobody. But not, but not and it's that. a kid. They trying to cover up stuff. I mean, he got a, a, his grandfather was a judge, retired judge. Right. But here's the thing, guys. Here's what you don't get. They just they just took this guy's word without any investigation. Personally, anywhere else, I know the proper procedure is to hold him, to secure the weapon, to do ballistics on the weapon, to also get some right. and then we drug alcohol test. Hold him. Right, but here's the thing, though. This happened in his where his mom lived, right, or his dad. This happened. And when this happened, it had to bring out the neighbors of some sort. And no one came forward. This is what I don't get. Three days in the damn morgue and no one... Right. I don't That's inhuman. And what am I missing on this? That's inhuman. Exactly. That is just me. You know, no, no one, you know, missing, no missing. It's a different world. It's a different world from where you guys come from. I got to tell you, you know, you got to pinch yourself sometimes down here just to be sure that, yeah, I'm here. This is where I am, and and I'm surrounded by this. But it's a silent uh, type of thing. Nobody, they they don't say, right now, uh, if you get away from your neighbors, you're going to be lucky. The same people that waved at you and stopped by and talked to you with the dog eight months ago are not the same people right now. And they're all waiting to see what happens and waiting to see what happens. Well, the bottom line is, one way or another, they're going to make an example of this guy now because of the public outrage. And, and but, definitely 
and, and he's definitely going to, you know, pay the price for this. Because if they don't get him on one thing, they've got him on another. So it, he's not going anywhere. They should have him on everything. Right. He ain't going anywhere right now because of the public outcry, because the country's watching. And the most important thing to know is it's a shame that it was a black child. It could be a white child. It could be a Latino child next time. And that's what we're here to avoid. We're here to avoid that from happening again from anybody thinking that there is a white white child. child. Could it be a white child? Could I get in an SUV in the middle of the night in any community that I lived no, in, no. gated, boarded up, dogs around it with a moat? Could I get into an SUV in the rain, get out, follow a white kid, a white 17-year-old kid, um, shoot him, tell him I was, he scarred me, hit me in the uh, he hit me in the head, jump, and this was like a, just a few feet away from his door. This wasn't by the car. He right. followed him a good long ways into this complex. This was not by the car. Uh, and uh, after they like, told him uh, not uh, to, uh, 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 quite a distance away from the automobile. Could I have? Could I have? Could a white seventeen-year-old kid have ended up dead under the exact same circumstances, and and I not be um, either dead or under the jet? No. Yeah, but you already on death row. Here's another thing too. Um, oh, you'd have been shot before they got there. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think I'd have made it. There's no doubt about it. They'd have shot you. Uh, but, uh-huh. but no, yeah, no doubt that uh, without this investigation, the, the job of the neighborhood watch is to do two things and two things only, observe and report. Right. Right. Not stalk and engage. So the second right. he got out of the car, he gave up the right. Premeditated. He could have right. protected himself by staying in the car. Had he like the police the car, told him none to of do. this would have happened. But he gave up the right when he stepped out of that car. He no longer had the right to protect himself because he put himself in harm's way. Right. Now, now let's yeah. fast forward. Now, hold on, hold on one I, second. Let's fast. Hold on, Tina, one second. Let's fast forward to that, as we say, what Daniel Ground Law. Uh, mm-hmm. Marissa, Marissa Alexandra from Florida. Yeah. That case where she had a restraining order on her husband or ex-husband in her house where he came across her property and she chased him out. She got a gun. She did not shoot him. She shot in the air to scare him. And she was in her house. And she got arrested, and she's looking at 10 to 20 years, and she was arrested. Somebody explain that to me. Well, they said they get crossed on that is that she should at this time, and that's why there is a hesitation in the sentencing right now, because bottom line is if she gets any time, somebody's going to burn something down. And I don't want to be around this city because we're going to burn down our own stuff. We never go in anybody else's neighborhood. I know. Yeah, well, that's a whole, that is a whole other story. I, you know what, yeah, if you want, want to ride What's it, going to happen is I think the best case scenario is she's going to get a gun charge for fire, discharging death in public, a slap on the hand, and a little fine. Anything more is going to double the outrage, and they're very, very funny right now. About letting that thing get but out the of gun here. was legal, and she shot it in her own garage. Right. 
No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But you know the kind of <laughs> and and the same and and it was the same prosecutor. Angela Corey was the prosecutor who got uh, who got her convicted. And the court argued that she was still able to retreat. So this is even beyond standing ground. These are like castle laws because she was in her house. Well, they created and she did not shoot him. She shot in the air to warn him. And the judge ruled that she could have uh, squeezed out the window or climbed through the mouse hole or something strange. Uh, uh, I mean, what's up with Florida? See, that's why I'm trying to figure out how are they saying that Zimmerman, that they can even use this with Zimmerman because from how I'm understanding um, and understand your ground law that the person – has the the right to use force and self defense if there's um reasonable belief of a threat without obligation to retreat. But he could I mean he didn't have to go after him, he went after him. Right. He when got out of his vehicle out of that so, car when he stepped So out he wasn't car, retreating he nowhere. All the rights to any Florida stand your ground law. His ground that he was supposed to stand was in the car meeting the police right. that when he stepped out of that car, he surrendered the right to have that law in effect. And any good attorney, God knows one out of New York, a good old Jewish guy, would go down there and make it very clear to him that these are the conditions under which this incident took place that should have never happened. You should have followed the instructions of the police. You should have met him at the gate. They told you not to continue following this guy. You disobeyed all of those rules, stepped out of your vehicle, and at that point you surrendered. That Florida law. You then entered at your own risk, going out there knowing that this guy ain't going to tolerate somebody just following him and walking up to him. Look, again, I'm, I, I got a guy following me for 20 minutes. Not only does he get out of the car, but then he approaches me. And at this point, I'm either going to have to fight or I'm going to have to run like hell. And he broke off cell phone communications when he decided to uh, to pursue. Why did he break off cell phone uh, 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 communications with the police? If he was observing Trayvon Martin, why didn't he continue uh, to let the police know what he was doing? That's but you know what? what, what, what. Oh, he should just stay put, like they told us. Correct. Me at the gate. But even with that, I think. I think there were people the police are at the gate. Need the police at the gate. Do not continue to follow him. So, again, when he stepped out of that vehicle, he surrendered that Florida law that protected him. It no longer existed because he did this at his own risk. So he's going to get slapped. If they got to bring in some people from outside, because those are the only people who are going to be able to solve this thing. The people on the inside are so politically uh uh, held down by the dollars from the Disney people who run that entire area. And if this is not good for Disney, and it ain't good for Disney because it's going to stop people from going down there right now. I'm telling you, I keep my money out of Florida. I, you know, I love y'all to death, but I, y'all ain't get my money. Shoot me. Disney wants it cleaned up, and they want it cleaned up now. They also want to make sure that this Jacksonville thing doesn't get out of hand so that it could cause them any loss of dollars because they're seasoned, just like those people when uh, the sharks were coming up there in that movie we saw. I forgot what it was called, but the 
about these sharks coming to a resort area. Right. And how they just, you know, forgot about it, didn't deal with it because they wanted the resort dollars. Well, Disney is the same, and they got a lot of power down here, and they will make sure that this thing is taken care of so that they can continue to have people come down and enjoy their park. They run that area. But even with that, though, I mean, I think that what a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people may talk about the Javon Martin situation. You know, we tend to speak, you know, about the situation from an adult perspective. But people have to remember, this was a 17-year-old kid. I mean, a 17, right. this, was a, this was a child for the most part. Right, he was I mean, a child. And, he, 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 was, he was a kid. This was a child. Right. I mean, and, dude, I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but if I was 17 years old and I had somebody following me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I would do what I had to do to get away from that person. Right. You know, I mean, so people, you know, like I said, a lot of times when I hear people speak, up, speak about the situation, oh, you attack Zimmerman or blah, 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 that. I mean, it's retarded to me because, like I said, here you have a 17-year-old kid, you know, you know, he was afraid or what have you, and you have somebody that you don't know getting out. You know, first of all, somebody following you for 20 minutes. I mean, that right there is enough to freak me out because I'll be looking to try to do something to get, get that person off of me. But I'm going to have somebody following you for 20 minutes. 50 years old, and that would freak me out still. <laughs> Exactly. You know, but to have somebody follow you for 20 minutes, and then when you see this person get out, you know, the first thing this person says to you is, you know, what are you doing around here? Really? Come on, dude. I mean, so. Yeah, yeah what is that? In Florida, you got to answer, just any white person come up to you and ask you questions, you got to, like, assume the position. What's the deal? <laughs> You're going to be able to go on this story that uh, he was outside of the car and the kid approached him because that we all know that that didn't happen. He right. got out of the car. His stories change like a rainbow. Police officer, because as you check this guy out, you find out that he has no military. He has no uh, military experience. He has no experience in uh, Policing anything, and so here's a frustrated wannabe police officer watching these TV shows on TV. Uh, he's already been involved in a couple of incidences where he overreacted. He should have not been on this uh, neighborhood watch in order to maintain what they were trying to do. For them to continue to allow this guy, after so many incidences of uh, the police having to come, these people climbing in windows. He's actively engaged in a couple of situations that may have caused problems. So this is a guy that was just a frustrated wannabe police officer. I don't know anybody on Neighborhood Watch with a 9 millimeter. There's no reason for it if all right. you're supposed to do is observe and report. Hold that thought right, right. there. Hold that thought right there. You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lassiter, here at G Radio New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music. The music for your soul. Tonight, I have a fabulous guest, and we're talking about the Trevon Martin case, and that seems to be the topic story where Mr. George Zimmerman just got out of jail on a $150,000 bond, which I think is insanity. And the police chief resigned today. Right, right, right. With full As of midnight, he resigned, he resigned for good. Pension. He still gets his pension. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't think he's gonna be inconvenienced, just you know? Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, that was like a, I gotta, a, a political I gotta get move. back to work here. Um, again, I I thank you, Greg, and, hey, and everybody so else. Thank you. No, no, and 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 everybody else on the panel, and we definitely got to be able to do this again. I promise. 
uh, upon arrival in New York, I'll definitely call yeah. you guys. And, okay, uh, cool. We'll time. Uh, but, again, uh, well, most important is to know three things. One, you should have never left the vehicle. Two, the job was observe and report, not to right. engage and follow anybody. And three, and react. He, shouldn't have, he shouldn't have even been on the job. Based on his history, he should not have been allowed to be out there, never mind with a 9-millimeter gun. So he has a permit, but he don't have a permit to be riding around in no car with a concealed weapon. I mean, there's no reason for him to have a concealed weapon. So there are a lot of things that need to be looked in, how he got his concealed weapon, why he's carrying it, because, and then to discharge the weapon uh, without knowing who else was around. Kids could have been playing. The, the bullet might have missed, could have went through a wall. There's so many things that they need to straighten out here. And hopefully they'll set a precedent for many other jurisdictions around the country. And last but not least, if you don't straighten this out now, this could be coming to your neighborhood to a theater near you. Absolutely right. Bobby, thank you so much, brother. Thank you for calling in. I thank you for being on the panel, and I will talk to you soon. Oh, yeah, my thank you. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Glassman, here at G Radio New York City, where you can find a classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. Now, guys, we're talking about the Trevor Martin case. Now, let me flip the script for a second. This doesn't play out like the community wanted. Explain to me why our community will riot in our own community. This is why it happened. Uh, because, because fear. We've been conditioned to kill ourselves and to destroy our own, but to leave everybody else alone. It just, it just is what it is. I remember back in what was that, ninety three, ninety two, when the Rodney King incident took place. Right. I, I said back, I was in my early twenties at the time, or what have you. And of course, you know that 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 like riveted to you know the whole nation or what have you. And I said back and I, I watched as you know you know the rise, the place, and everything like that, but. And everything was concentrated in the black community, in the black community. And right. no one went outside of the black community and, and did anything. Because, you know, people can say what they want, but they know, and those people knew, that they going into, you know, West Hollywood, and with, it would have been cut off abruptly. I mean, by any means necessary, you know, whatever you support they had, because they would have had to have protected those other people. That was the whole reason why, you know, that was, it was pretty much confined to the black community, which had to be rebuilt. I mean, so I—that's—that's that's the whole reason. It's—it's it's, it's conditioned. But it's, you know what? You know what? You know what? The, the the sad part about that, Jason, is that if we look back, and the Liberty City riots in Florida in like what the sixties, in Florida, yeah, yeah. Liberty City, the the they why even condition what boggles my mind is that okay, you're pissed off, and you're gonna riot. And all that, I don't condone that at all, but why would you burn down the store that you use every single day in your community? I don't get exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. But, but even on, on, that, on that note, Greg, my whole thing is this here. If, if people are upset, which they should be, if this doesn't you know, play out the way that the community wants it to play out, hit them economically. Absolutely. You, know, you see my you know, face? Hit them yeah. economically. All the, that's the way. 
We spend a lot of, we as people of color, not just black people, but black, I'm going to say black people in general, we spend billions of dollars, and I'm going to say this, on shit. And really, <laughs> really, if you want to hit Florida, guess what? The, you know what? Their biggest, what, is orange juice? Really? Disney World? Come on, guys. Come on, guys. You know what? It's time to take a stand, and I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, and I understand the conditioning, but guess what? At some point, you got to say, you know what? I, I don't have another cheek to turn. Okay, I prayed. It didn't work. And don't get me wrong, people. You know what? Your God is your God, and prayer is good. But how many centuries have we heard, oh, you know what? One, let's be the bigger person. Two, let's pray about it. Okay, we always know what that got us. See, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. The black community. Wait, go on, go on. You, you, you. Uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So you go. No, no, you go. Okay. No, what I was gonna say when he was talking about the conditioning and people why they riot in their their own communities, I really don't think in their mind, especially when they're that upset that they're they're even thinking about the community type of thing. They're just pissed off and they're just going after whatever they can go after because. A lot of times, these stores, if you look at them, they may be in our community, but it ain't no black person behind the counter. Yeah, but you know and what? So, you know, I'm just saying in some in some instances. Yeah, but still, I mean, look at look at like Jason said, look at the Rodney King incident. You know what? Mm-hmm. What is majority? They tore it up over there. Yeah, majority yeah, exactly. African American. What? And right. you know what? That's the, the grocery stores, the oh. losing. I mean, if you look at the 68, I'll never forget um, flying in to Washington, D.C. when Martin Luther King got killed, got assassinated. And as you guys know, D.C. was a big... Chocolate city. (laughs) Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was the biggest riot ever. And it was all black people that were rioting black people. I don't get it. I know, Jason. Well, okay. Know, yeah. Let me let me let me let me say this. Let me say this. We we can talk about we can talk about why um, for the next hundred years. And in point of fact, we keep coming up with the same reasons that everybody else came up with. Um, that all we re- all we really want is white daddy's love. We just want to sit on the toilet next to him. That uh, we uh, can't think straight. We think it with our slave mind. Uh, uh, we ain't got no daddies. A whole lot. We keep saying the same thing over and over and over. But we have gone through all of that ad nauseum. But we do not get to the next step. And the next step is fine. What do we do now? In point of fact, we could make substantial inroads in two generations if we focus in on our children, their education, because our competition ain't all that. Right. 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 Ain't all that. Um, um, and there is there is no reason other than the fact that we are we we are we are so keen to lift in weights but so adverse to lifting books that we will not get our, our scores up. That that nobody promises oh, you true. anything. But if we just settle down, get back to who we used to be, put family before t- uh, television, put loyalty and lo- uh, um, when you look at New York City. 
New York City has a city council uh, uh, membership of 51 members. Right. 27 of those members are black and Latino, black or brown. And yet they have they have put Mayor Blue voted for Mayor Bloomberg in for three, three times. times. They voted a, a a white woman who is in control of the richest district in New York City as the um uh, speaker of the council, even though they could have voted for a person of color to be uh, head of the city council. They allowed uh, uh for um over seven hundred thousand, somewhere between uh. Uh, two-thirds and three-quarters of a million people to be profiled, racially profiled, who had committed no crime at all, even though um, um, this has led to, to black people getting killed. The prison system is swollen. I mean, we have over a million people in prison, over a million people reporting to their um, um, uh, parole officers. We have more people in prison than we had in slavery in 1850. We are making no attempt to correct what we do because we do not believe that we can attempt it. So we allow fear of success, to, um, fear of failure to make us fail. Um, we have to change our mind. We have to get back to who we were. We have forgotten how to be black. Now, let me ask you this. You yeah, yeah, change the mindset. Do you think it's right. a fear of success? I mean, fear of failure? the fear of success because how many times have you heard you and I personally know people like oh how do what's that saying oh my god I've made it I want to keep it real what does that even mean so I don't is it, right, is it, right. Is it, is we it, talk about 27 members out of 51 who have the power and and we are going backwards it's not because they're not educated they all have college education it's not because they um um uh, we have not put people into the political system. The majority of the people are, are high-ranking members of the political system. The right. reason is, is that the people who are in the political system are weak and stupid, that they are weak of character, that they make stupid decisions. We, it's not that we haven't um, done everything that Martin told us to do, uh, get our people in there, uh, uh, education will set you free, all of that noise, is that we have not built the character of ourselves as a people to go forward with what we have to do. As a result, you can put a hundred weak, stupid people in a position, it's not going to change your position. But what does that say about us putting those kind of people there? Okay, you can screw me once, but what happens, you know, if you don't do, if I put you there, and you said that you were going to do this, and you didn't, why in the hell, for instance, guys, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to talk to the people that don't know this, I don't know if you guys know this, Charlie Rangel, Charlie right. Rangel has represented Harlem for 40 plus years, and personally, Harlem, black people that grew up, lived there, can't afford to live there anymore, but they yet Keep voting the same freaking idiot in there. Explain that one. We have to add uh, something to the equation that we have forgotten. It's some that's something that nobody talks about anymore. Uh, that's character. Uh, uh, it's not enough to just get the college money for your kid to go to college. It's not enough to tell them that education would change your position because it won't. Um, um, 
We have to make sure that the children we raise, the kids we raise, have some sort of character, that they understand that family is more important than, than what's the Manolo shoes that Tanya is talking about all the time. Um, um, there is something, that there is something that's known as character and focus and goals that are beyond the concept of, of, of what it is we are producing. We are producing, we keep telling the kids, that, oh, education going to do it. Education going to do it. Education going to do it. And we are producing educated idiots. But you know what? With that said, Nat, what I think is that just like when you, when you, when a person gets education and has no character, this is what it breeds. It breeds this. I'm going to school. I'm educated. Guess what? I, it's about me. It's not about the community. And that's what we're producing. And now, with that said, I want to ask you guys this. Do you believe it takes a village to raise a child? Yeah, but it takes a village to corrupt a child. And right now we got a corrupted yeah. village. Yeah. And on the education thing, I got something to say about that. I know we always saying for our kids to get educated, but... A lot of them don't know, like, political realms. They don't know that. Just like back in the day, you know, when Malcolm, right. when they had the hat, the kids were wearing the hat. They didn't know who the heck he was. They was educated, right. but whose education did they have? You right. know, it's up to the parents, us black parents. We have to do that. You know, they don't have black history in these schools no more. Right. right. But you know what? With that so, thing, you know, this, we know that, okay, this is what you're not going to find. We know that. Right. But you know this is what you're not going to find in a history book. You're not going to find black history in a history book because we get once a month. Whatever I just said, yeah. You know, we're, you know, we need to sit back and say, guys, you know what? One, if you don't know where you come from, guess what? You don't know where you're going. So what do you tell a kid? Help me understand this. What do you tell a kid? How do you not know where you come from? You don't even need history books to know that. Yeah, but you, you know what? You know, you've been, your gram, you've been looking at your grandma's ass and tell where you come from. <laughs> you, you know where you come from, and you know but, how hard it is to get where you want, uh, okay. uh, where you've been trying to go, how many generations, uh, uh, the price it pays to get your little uh, uh, now but in, in, in school. And believe me, I, if, if, if I saved all my, all my money to get this knucklehead through school and he started talking about TVs and all that stuff, I would take my crippled butt up to his house and bust his head open with my cane or my crutches and ask for my money back. Because uh, this is ridiculous. You know what? So let me ask you this. What do you tell a kid, 16 years old, who has a sibling at home, his mom is on crack, he is selling drugs. What do you tell him about he shouldn't do that? I, I wouldn't even tell him what he shouldn't do. I'd tell him who he is. You are not your mama. And and you can do great things if you believe in yourself. You know and I know that's easier said than done. You know that. You know that. What, I mean, I want to know, um, like, you know, you tell a kid, you tell a kid, that's right. You know what? All this kid is thinking about, and I've seen it. All this kid is thinking about is survival. And he's not thinking, gee, he's thinking this, I'm not going to live, live past 21. What kind of, that's demoralizing. What do you tell, Jason, are you there? I think Jason, 
Jason's not there. I don't yeah, know. like some some kids will get it, and you you will have those that yeah. don't. But we have because with my daughter, I worked in the shelters with the single moms, and I was working with one kid. He wasn't that old. He wasn't sixteen. He was like twelve. But right. you do what you can do. I mean, it's up to them to want to turn it around. Right. But you know what? Yeah. But you got to keep going and don't give up because, you know, some of us give up on our own. They'll be like, oh, that boy ain't listening to me, or he get on my nerves, or however they want to say it. Well, yeah, I'm one of them ornery black people. I wasn't, I, I ain't one of them silver spoon black people. I'm one of them ornery black people who just, <laughs> I'm like Stagger Lee. I can't let it go like that. Uh, Hold on, guys. You know, I don't care what the situation is. I I look at you. I look at uh, uh, people who are who are uh, doing uh, who are doing better than me, and I analyze what they what they actually were and what they brought to the table. And uh, I was like, no, no, no. It's it's an it's an it's an unholy aberration that you should have, and I should struggle. I can't let it go like that. I, if I die, I. If I fail, I'll never know it. The only, the last thing I remember is dying, going for it. <laughs> but um, let me ask, where do we go, guys? You know what? I tell me. One, one, one second. Let me, let me pause for a cause. One second. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. Tonight we have the Quiet Storm presents, and I have with me. Uh, Nat Wood and Christina Prather mm-hmm. Steele. So, guys, where do we? We used to have Jason. Jason was here. I can't see him anymore. It says he's on the line, but I don't see him. And we had Bobby Keys, who's a DJ um, out of uh, Lakeland, Florida, not too far from where the Trevon Martin um, incident happened. Where do we go from here, guys? Well, how did we go from building um, um, Black Wall Streets all over America? Specifically, building a Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1921. How did we go from that to totally surrendering to 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 get to a place where white boys can drive around, ask which way the 7-Eleven is, and then shoot you? Uh, how did we? Where, what happened? What happened? I, you know what? Uh, you know what? Nat, I am dumbfounded by that as well as you are. Tina, do you have an answer for that? Mm-mm. I'm found I'm, <laughs> <laughs> it too. And none of it to me should be happening, but it does. Yeah, well, we built empires in 1921, and and uh, and we we you know just letting them shoot us in Tobacco Road in, in the year 2012. I don't understand what happened. I you know what it, it it really you know what I love America. Don't get me wrong, guys. I love America because it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but it's what I know. I've traveled around the world. I've traveled around the world seven times. And you know what? I never thought that, one, I would see um, a black president. Okay? I would never see that. And I did. Right. But, and, and when we did get a black president, like Nat said, you said this on your show, and as long as I am a Negro, black, colored, African-American, whatever you want to call it this week, I will always say, you know what? It you said once we got that, it truly bought out brought, I'm sorry, brought right. out the true racism in America. Right. Oh, tell me about 
about it. Anytime you want, you can curse the president, put it in the metro station, and leave it up there until April, what is it, April 5th, out here in D.C., and nothing can happen. Oh, please. Right. Ooh, that right. made me right. pissed. I was I, mad at that. Because you know what? You can't even, you can't even put graffiti in the in the metro station down here. You get arrested. You go right. Right. metro station in D.C. But, see, this is what I don't get. They just okay. don't have no Bush implemented regard for us at all. Bush implemented the Patriotic, the Patriot, the Patriot Act, where they, the government can say, if you do anything that remotely thinks is a threat to the uh, well-being of America or the president, the president, it is considered an act of treason, and. You know, they can break in your house and say, oh, you know what, you're a terrorist. And we're going to send you to Guantanamo Bay, and you have no right. Now, with that said, how many political pundits have blatantly disregarded the president of the United States? And I consider that an act of treason. Bush considered an act of treason. Oh, his wife, too. Thank you. Well, I think that I think they think the we arrived just because we got a black president. We still got a long yeah, way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think, think that, that uh, if for no other reason, he has to um, um, be historically uh, significant. Uh, anytime, anytime they cuss you out for telling people they need to go to college, and they call you the food stamp president in the same breath. Uh, uh, that's that's right. amazing. How you can be the food stamp president who tells people to go to college? I've never heard of such a thing. That's like something. Either I is or I ain't. Y'all got to make up your mind. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but you know what, I mean, the whole thing is just strange. But you know what? It really again trips me out that when George Clinton was in office. You know, it was in, now it George was Clinton in, was in uh, Parliament for no, I'm sorry. Bill <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in Chocolate City. I know that's why you think he was in office because he happened to be in Chocolate City. Yeah, but uh, when Bill Clinton was in office, he and his wife, Dave, education, education was the key. Raising it takes a village to raise a child. We need to educate. We need the whole, you know what, vouchers for. Uh, private schools, that whole thing, and nobody said anything. But when President Obama said, you know what, guys, let's start with education, and let's start with trying to help the poor people. And this is the way, the, the, this is what really blows me away, is that Congress and the senators, they are supposed to be people like you and I. They're supposed to be public servants and they seriously are rich to don't have a clue or even in touch with the common man not just from i'm talking about we know the republicans are not in touch with the common man for their for whatever you know because they're rich but look at the democrats they're rich they're billionaires you think they're in touch with the common man well, I think the common I think the common man has become common as a housefly. Uh, uh, I think uh, there's something wrong with the common man. I think I think I think this is the only country where racism trumps eating. Uh, 
Uh, I, I mean, anytime they have poor white people mad at the president because he wants to give them health care, mad at him because uh, he wants to subsidize uh, the education system, give them an opportunity, there's something wrong with these people. And, and, and they hate him. They hate him because uh, he wanted to put in universal health care, call him everything but a child of God, even though none of us can afford to actually get sick in America unless you're a multi-multi-millionaire. Right, because you will die. Um, uh, uh, they are talking about uh, how it was a mistake to subsidize education. Maybe everybody shouldn't go to school. We are uh, now the average debt coming out of college is somewhere between twenty five and fifty thousand uh, dollars. They have just ascertained that a bachelor's degree is really not worth the paper it's printed on. Um, um, the whole manufacturing base of the United States of America is gone. Um, it is in uh, underdeveloped countries or developing countries like China and 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 India. Um, uh, so as far as manufact as a matter of fact, the only thing that America actually produces now is debt. Um, that's how the whole economy is operating. Uh it is a global economy, so it is not even necessary for there to be a an American middle class uh to get Wall Street to grow. Um because you have burgeoning middle classes in Brazil and 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 India, and you have China who manipulates its currency and grows at a rate of of eight percent when things are going bad um uh and it's a global it's a global capitalist uh society it's not just America is the only dog in town America just happens to be the devil's headquarters right um and and people do not understand that every single right, every single ability for them to grow, to raise their children, to have a chance in society is being snatched from them. Um, uh, they feel so comfortable that uh, that guys running for president would go to Puerto Rico and tell them that uh, you got to learn how to speak English. <laughs> and I understand. I mean, I understand you have the American uh, uh, flag and you think that the Mexicans are stealing your jobs because they picking them tomatoes for 15 cents a year. Uh, uh, Stop that. But I don't want that job. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, I already got that job. It's called prison. Um, um, uh, but uh, but they have they have just destroyed every single aspect, every single aspect of of the the I won't even call it the American dream, the American illusion, and poor poor shack living entrails eaten knuckles dragging, uh, hopeless hopeless never gonna have a nickel. <laughs> in, in their lives, uh, cheering them on. I don't get it. But you know what? That's what. You know what, guys? I, I keep saying this, and that you know me well enough to know that I say this often. Universal health. Okay, socialized medicine works for everybody else in the world. Yeah. Why? How come? It doesn't work for us, one. Two, the very people who can't afford health care are going to die, you know, like you said, 
They live in shacks, can't afford to eat, can't afford to to do anything as a very can't afford toilet paper if they could right. afford to eat. Right. The very people that are against it. Right. You know, that right there, that's not I don't even know what that is. That is not ignorance. Right. They think somebody is giving my black behind a food stamp somewhere. So they would rather starve than even think that I'm getting a food stamp. And the funny part of it is, is I'm riding in yellow cabs, happy that they're mad at me about food stamps. But, but you know what gets me? If you look at the demographics in America, the people that are poor and the people that need government aid and the people that get food stamps are not people of color. They're Correct. white people. They're the people. Correct. And in, 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 in like middle America, uh, West Virginia, where they, they're they so poor, they can't afford their P.O. because they can't afford the O.R. That's how poor they are. They got poor white people on food stamps, cussing out food stamps, because <laughs> they think I'm going to get one. <laughs> that, that's look, strange. Look. So what is the definition of sanity again? Insanity again? <laughs> uh, uh, living in Mississippi. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> living in a shack in Mississippi. Hey, hey, Tina, you live in Northern Virginia, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. My now, daughter lives in, in Virginia. I don't know what it's North hey, Newport News. I don't know what hey, part look, of Virginia I that is. Know I, I, Virginia. You know that's the tide. That's the Tidewater area. Cause but she you, look, you said she went to Hampton, right? That's the Tidewater yep. area. Newport News, yep. Hampton, Norfolk. Yeah. They're more. Look, if you look at like the 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 dirt parts, and then please, guys. I know really. I got. Uh, 15, 18,000 people listening to me now, and I don't want to insult anybody in Virginia, but seriously, look at the southern part of Virginia that borders West Virginia, and you will see how... Oh, West Virginia is a different animal. Oh, but you know what, Nat? I'm going to say that's not Northern Virginia. No, what I'm saying... No, West Virginia, no, West Virginia is like um, um, if... if, if country. It, 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 well, if 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 there was like uh, uh, crackers, and there was like a place that was the bowels of Crackerville, West Virginia would be like the bowels of Crackerville. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, you you got to aspire. You start in West Virginia and you aspire one day to live in a shack in Mississippi. Uh. <laughs> but you know what? Those are the same people. And guys, you know what? And I know I'm going to get a lot of emails from this that we're not talking about being racist. I'm not talking about hating white people. I'm talking about, let's just talk about the stats. Everybody wants to hate people of color and they think we're we're criminals and they think we're on welfare and they think that we're shiftless and lazy. But I just want to say this, you know, the media stereotypes us black people. And they would say this, thank you, Rush Limbaugh and all the other political pundit idiots, that black people are lazy and shiftless. But let me ask you something. When you get on a boat and travel months to another continent, to get some people and enslave them, put them on a ship, 
bring them back to your country to make them do your work, and you call us lazy and shitless? If you live in a little dirt water town where you ain't got nothing but your shack, your hound dog, and your sister to live with, Wait, and you hate black people, and you and and a black person nowhere near you. It hardly matters if I'm shiftless, lazy, or anything else. Since I don't want to live with you, I might be shiftless and lazy, but I ain't stupid. Uh, uh, I don't understand. How do you hate people that you never even come in contact with? You know what, and Tina, you have an answer for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just no, I'm just listening because I was thinking we kind of getting off the subject, but no, it's um, all relative, though. It's all really relative. Okay, um, I will say this. I mean, I don't agree with none of it. I don't think none of us should be so racist, but I know a lot of it has to do with whatever the person's been through or whatever they're taught. Because because you know when we're born, we're not oh, born okay. racist. No, nobody's born racist. Nobody. Right. I mean, you know, so they're taught that stuff. Right. So and 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 this is this is actually and I understand what you you mean by we're getting off the subject. But this is what I mean. If you're in if you if you are born and raised in a place where there's nothing but other white people and your Confederate flag. And you are consumed <laughs> with hate. You are consumed with that's all you got. That's all you there's nothing in there. You see, right. don't know black people live there. Don't, I mean, if there is a black person in there, it's because he couldn't uh, get enough money to, to get out of there. Um, um, uh, there's no black people there, but you are consumed with hatred for people that you don't even see. You don't even know. You hate the black people. You hate the Jews. You don't even know what the hell a Jew looks like, but if you you hate them. Um, um, uh, and it's because you were taught this. You were taught this somewhere for generation after generation after generation. And it becomes so important to you that the act of hating people uh, is more important than you having a life. Then there's something wrong. And this is the kind of philosophy we're talking about. We're talking about a philosophy where, um, like I said, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't um, 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 just George Zimmerman. Right. The state of Florida sanctioned this behavior, and the state of Florida is consumed with this 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 entrenched historic view of the racist that goes back to 1621 that they cannot get out of. Is is and 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 they and they institute these laws where they say, okay, well. Um, um, this is for um, because because somebody might steal your TV or your or your or your iPod or whatever they're talking about, um, and the bottom line effect of it is is that justifiable homicides have tripled in Florida, so it has not reduced anything. Right. You got three right. times as many people killing people as you did before, and it's not black people killing white people or white people killing black people. It's white people. Killing black people and going home to watch TV. <laughs> mm. That is sad but true. There's, but there's something in It don't make no it. sense. But you know what? Where? What now? Now my question is. And there's no right, urgency. What now? What now? How can we ignite? 
how can we spark not just black people, but minorities in general? You know, you know, and this is the sad part yeah. in New York is that I said this before, is that being a person I don't know I'm not gonna be a person of color, being a black man in New York City and trying to catch cab, seriously, I don't even get that because the majority of the cab drivers let me just say this. I'm Muslim. And I live in the Upper East Side. And I live across the street from the one of the biggest mosques in the country. All right? Now, on Fridays, they have this, you know, prayer called Juma. All right? Where you can see, when I want to catch a cab on Friday after 1 o'clock, all I got to do is walk out my front door. Because I can get one there. Because they're coming from Juma. But I don't get this. These guys... Muslims that go to Juma and they're avid Muslims. And they're just like, you know what? America sees them just like me. They go to Muslim. They go to pray to their mosque. But yet, they pray to their God. But yet, they can sit there and have hatred for a black man and won't pick, down, pick me up. And I'm just going to add that to our conversation. And this is how, how America is so fucked up Yes, I said it because I can't. It's my show. This is how screwed up they are. That we get no respect. None. Zero respect. You know, the media blasts how, how to portray us in America. And then you got these guys come over here to live the American dream and think that they can, they're better than us and treat us like that. How We got so many things that are thrown at us. What do we do? What do we do? The only thing I'm saying is that, one, we need to unite. And I'm not saying pick up a gun, march. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying we have to unite as a group. One, stop hating on each other. Mar, you want that one? <laughs> you, hey, anybody. Um. Well, I I actually think that the problem is, is the problem that has nothing to do with what other people think of us. The problem has more to do with what we think of ourselves. Um, um, uh, God knows uh, a whole lot of people historically didn't think very much of the Jews. Um, and the Jews kind of shrugged their shoulders. It almost took it as a badge of honor. Um, um, um it has more to do with how we think of ourselves than what other people think. Um, and, That's true. And we don't have a very high opinion of ourselves. That's the main problem. Yeah, and a lot of us let other people define who we are. <laughs> Correct. And they accept it. You know. That's one thing I always tell my kids, never let anybody else's opinion define who you are. And I'm, so, you know people what? People do that a lot. You know what? Correct. That goes with education, though. They don't, they don't, some people don't know. Everything. White man call you never here, just break your little heart. He say you heard him, break your little heart. Whatever white man think about you, just break your little heart. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, you are a unique individual. You can do anything you want to do. You can do things great, bold. Uh, 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 there's a lot of people who were not, you know, I mean, uh, 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 the norm of 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 what uh, Eurocentric uh, beauty defines as beautiful 
who, is, who have done some extraordinary things. There have been some Europeans who, who didn't fit that, 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 that mold of what European beauty uh, uh, may or may not be. And they do things like invent penicillin and, you know, and come up with uh, computer technology and, 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 and go over and fix the cleft chins of deformed babies and whatnot. You know, um, uh, beauty beauty is, is, is defined by the beholder, not in some sort of consensus. But we are so consumed with what other people think of us that it just holds us in abeyance. Well, well yeah, I know. Is it generational? And, and I'm looking at it like this. Is can it, be. Is it generational yeah, for our be. young people and our older people are tired? Yeah, you know, you know, I mean, is that is that what you think it is? I think that uh, uh, we need to stop letting other people define us, and we need to define ourselves. That that dreams and aspirations should not be done by a committee. A horse—that's what they say. A camel is a horse drawn up by a committee. Um, um, you need to define yourself, not let everybody else define you. Tina, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. And us as adults, because a lot of us do this, stop killing our kids' dreams. I mean, you got a kid that right. comes from, you know, they're in school or they're in college, and they're going to say, you know, they want to, I don't know, say they want to major and they want to be a, a, a doctor. Or, and they got the parents saying, oh, no, you think that's going to be hard? I mean, I've heard people say this because right. where I work at, because I have to write um, papers for some of the kids going into college, and they would tell me some of the things their parents were saying. I'm like, what? Right. Like you could do what you you could be whatever you want to be if you set your mind right. to it. Right. Right. See, right. I was in right. nursing and I can't stand math. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I, I saw that on TV one time. This is the strangest thing I ever saw. They had all these savants on, you know, who uh, were like uh-huh. uh, uh, had the appearance of the mentally disabled. You know, but mentally they were actually operating uh, uh, in some specific things on a genius level. Right. And they had this kid who had no arms, and he was, like, playing the guitar with his feet, you know. And he couldn't even, like, speak correctly. And 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 uh, this white woman who was a teacher uh, uh, thought that he was the most extraordinary thing that she had ever seen. And she, like, uh, 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 encouraged him, and, and he built a career out of it, and he made a lot of money, and he was on world tours. He was killing them, you know. And they were asking the kid's mother, you know, when you saw your kid could do this, you know, weren't you amazed and proud for him and whatnot? And she was like, well, I don't know. I didn't see it because I thought it would be hard, you know, it's the best. It's and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, the kid can't talk. The only thing he can do is play the guitar with his feet. What is there to be scared of? It's not like he had a whole lot of options. Like he was going to go for a, a role against Brad Pitt or some stuff like that. You know, why are you why are you killing a dream that's the only dream he could possibly have? It's not even like, you know, well, don't do this. You know, it's better if you just, like, uh, learn a trade. You know, I, I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. And it goes back to what you said. We are conditioned to kill our own dreams, no matter what the circumstances. But you know what? It's just amazing. Killing our own dream, you know what? I, like, Nad, you always, you always know where I come from. 
we need to take responsibility. And I'm going to say this for our own. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this to everybody. Guess what? Reparations, forget about it. You ain't getting it. <laughs> I wasn't just waiting, but okay. If it comes in the mail, I'll sign the check. But, <laughs> but <come on. laughs> I wasn't expecting okay. it. Reparations, you're not getting. Two, guess what? White man doesn't owe you jack. The world doesn't owe you anything. Get over it. Well, guess he does, what? but he ain't going to give it to you. Yeah, but yeah. go on. <laughs> but guess what? We got to move on. Guess what? Yeah. We, yeah. We, right. A lot of people are stuck in that. Right. And guess what? We ain't getting it. You know what? We know that slavery happened and it was wrong. Okay, we have a choice. Either we move on or we do what the Jews do. We come together and we make something happen. The Jews did it. You know, they got the Holocaust Museum and and you know, their community. If you want if you want reparations, then you need to come together as one. Other than that, Move the hell on. Let's get out and do the right thing. I agree. I'm just saying. Yeah, we as a people, ourselves, we got a lot to work on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also think I also think that that when you when you have family, when you have children, that you cannot afford the luxury of being a revolutionary in the theoretical macro sense. Right. That no matter no matter what the rest of the community does, whether or not we attain unity or not, as an individual, as a parent, as someone who has children to, to raise, you owe it to those children to to try to get them to, to be the best that they can be, to teach them the best way you can, irrespective of whether or not everybody uh, else in the world gets it. Right. You know, when you that have when you, when you don't have any anybody around you at all, you can be a theoretical revolutionary. You can talk about oh, all we we all got to do this and we all got to do that. But all of that changes the moment the moment you have any kind of family, either biological or communal, that you are responsible for and care about. Then it becomes personal, very right. very personal. Right. And you have to conduct yourself in a way that benefits the people that you that you care about. Right. Hold on a second. That's all. One second. You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Glassford, here at G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. Tonight, we have The Quiet Storm Presents. And on the panel, I have Nat Wood. I have Christina Prather-Steele. I've had Jason Richardson and the infamous... Uh, Bobby Keys out of Lackland, Florida. Um, so tonight we've been talking about the political uproar <laughs> in America. So, guys, with that said, I'm gonna let you go first, Nat. You got no. Let Let Tina go because okay. I've been yeah. hogging the mic, and uh, uh, we still gotta get. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you yeah. 60 seconds, Tina. You're a good woman too. Let me talk like that, you know. <laughs> I I met you before I married the other one. (laughs) (laughs) She never let me talk. Tina, I'm going to give you 60 seconds to tell my audience anything you want to say. You're on. Um, Well, as far as all this goes and us being a people, I think we need to 
concentrate more on, you know, educating our own, our children, not just, you know, send them off to college and let the college Mm -hmm. tell them, you know, this is what you need, that's it. But we need to, as far as, like, political, we need, we and, and, and religion too, but political, we need to educate them on what's going on. A lot of kids don't even know who the senator is in their different states, the congressman, even the even lower. <laughs> yeah. So they need they need to know all that. <laughs> okay. Now, the principal in their school. I'm going to give you the last <laughs> word, Dad. I'm giving you the last word, brother. It's on you. Uh, no, what she says is correct. We need to be uh, the primary educators for our children in our community. Um, we send our kids to school to learn specific things um, um, as they relate to academics or or, or, or learning how to uh, do things in the world. But in, as far as fitting in the world and maximizing who you are and what you do, that's something you have to get uh, first from your home and from the, and from the people who you are surrounded with. So... We are the first ones to educate them. We will be the last ones to uh, be with them. So they've got to get what they need. They got to get from us. Right. You're absolutely. With that said, I want to thank you, Nat Wood, because you know what? You, my man, five hundred grand. I'm with you till they get you. <laughs> and I want you. <laughs> I want you to have a fantabulous show tomorrow. I'm doing that election thing in New York. Um which is going to be like 19 hours. Tina, I want to say thank you as well. I also want to say thank you to uh, Bobby Keys, Jason Richards, and I want to say thank you to all my audience that was listening. Guys, it's been real. Stay up. I love you guys. I'm going to play some music and kind of like go out softly. So guys, stick around. Peace. Peace out. Bye. All right. Nothing stays the same. Everyone will change. Nothing can.
Anytime, Maurice. You're listening to The Quiet Storm with Greg Lasseter. imagine and many times her eyes brought up the tears and when her youthful world was about to fall in upon her slender shoulders fell the weight of all her tears and the sorrow no one hears In her ears Let her cry Cause she's a lady She's a lady Let her dream Cause she's a child She's a child Let the rain fall down Upon her She's a free and gentle flower Growing wild And if by chance I should hold her Let me hold her for all time And if I were just one possession I would pick her from the garden to be mine I'm a 
Everybody for listening to the Quiet Storm tonight. That I had my special guest, and we're talking about the state of what's going on in the great USA. Um, and you know the Trevon Martin case again. I want to thank Nat Wood. I want to thank Bobby Keys, Jason Richardson, and Christina Prada Steele. Thank you guys for being part of the Quiet Storm presents tonight. We'll be back this week doing our thing. Um, with the quiet storm, and I apologize for not, you know, coming on every night like when I said I was, but you know how that is. <laughs> but you know what, guys? I want to say this to everybody in America. Enough is enough. Stand up. Be heard. Be strong. And let's make it happen. And enough is enough with the unjust, the injustices that happen in America. Just remember this. Shoot for the moon. If you miss, you're still among the stars. My name is Greg Lassiter. This is The Quiet Storm here at G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. Until next time, peace! Quiet and-